Hello, and welcome to Digital Marketing Musings. Each episode, we choose a different expert to discuss the latest and greatest in digital marketing. Today, we're sitting down with Marian Gendron to talk about the current supply chain disruption and considerations for digital marketing. I'm Gaia Reed. And I'm Andrea McCartney. And this is Digital Marketing Musings. Thanks for tuning in today to Digital Marketing Musings. Today, we're going to talk to M, who's going to tell us more about the supply chain disruption and its impacts on digital marketing. M is a senior manager within Merkel's search practice. She has been in performance marketing for five years and has managed search programs across engines and e-retailers within CPG, financial services, and consumer electronic verticals. Welcome to our show, M. Hi, thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you on. We're so glad to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, set up this uh, the, the context for us. Why are we seeing the wise, widespread supply chain disruptions across verticals and industries right now? Yeah, it's a great starting point, Andrea. It's really an economic challenge that we're experiencing right now. Basically, the result of increased demand, overwhelming companies, and their processes that are operating with fewer employees and lower inventory. We've seen specific examples of bottlenecking from the storage container shortage and its price soaring, the barge stuck in the Suez Canal, and long lines at ports in the U.S. Considering the global scale of manufacturing and distribution, these factors compound to be worse as well as circular. Yeah, I've seen those pictures of what's happening like in the harbors in like New York and L.A. It's absolutely crazy. Um Actually, I have family that live in in Southern California and like from the Orange County area, you can see the 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 barges like backed up waiting to get into L.A. It's just bananas. I know that even though, you know, a, a lot of consumer behavior has trended back towards going into the real world as even though we're still in the pandemic, right? I still mostly operate like it's full-blown pandemic. I still work from home. Mm -hmm. I'm not really going out as much. So I have so much more disposable income to be able to order the extra set of shoes that I want. And I definitely find myself purchasing a lot more frequently. These are all valuable points. And I want to remind us of one key insight. While we were in the thick of the pandemic, we all estimated, I say all, all of us digitals out there (laughs) in the landscape estimated that there would be certain consumer behaviors and user behaviors that would persist as the pandemic improved. And hopefully we're not there yet, but hopefully when the pandemic is finally erased, right? And so while we're still experiencing some of these economic challenges in the labor workforce, with supply, Mm -hmm. Um, it's important to keep in mind that consumers are are voting with their dollars. They're making it really clear what actions they're taking and what trends they enjoy living in, and that's buying online. That's having products and services delivered to them. Yeah, very true. So how are we seeing the effects of this supply chain disruption um, really impact digital marketing channels and or, you know, our, our clients and advertisers at large? Yeah. So let me give a little bit of context here. Marketers strategize their advertising programs as part of their brand's profit and loss scenarios. So we really understand the current business structure by a number of factors, including operating costs, profit required to meet goals, overhead on products, 
that inventory volume, the pipeline, and sell-through velocity. Not only those in and of themselves, but how they fluctuate, right? So advertising is the tool that helps generate revenue and marketers are keen to temper their foot on that gas pedal and optimize accordingly to increase the profitability on available supply, serving customers a quality experience from online ordering to delivery. And so as supply chain disruptions create low product availability, slower replenishing cycles, and costly shipping delays, Digital marketing is the adapting paid media support to help augment sales pipelines, however, only on the available products to mitigate ad spend on the constrained areas of business as the low supply and late delivery persist. So would you say that, especially as we're, you know, some are probably arguing that we're already in holiday, at, even as we're recording this, uh, and um, we're definitely getting into kind of peak holiday season, are retailers probably more focused on reducing budgets compared to previous years, given limited supply, or just reallocating budgets to the items that they do have in stock? What are what are the priorities that we think will really affect this holiday season? Uh, you, the answer to your first question, we are absolutely in <laughs> We have completed the first month of the quarter. We are seeing brands or at least Merkle clients certainly wanting to pull that purchase intent forward. So we're well ahead of the guaranteed delivery dates, right? The, the cutoff date at which point orders are not guaranteed to arrive before the holiday gifting uh, days, um, we're there. So brands are really looking to push their volume earlier. We always say when Q4 hits, we want to sell fast. We want to sell more than last holiday. This year, we mm -hmm. mean it because of supply chain, right? There is that fixed yep. issue that media alone can't fix, but media is forced to react to in ways that grow brand revenue and mitigate costs. Um, so I think this kind of goes into some of the, the other points about this holiday season. What are we seeing and what can we continue to expect to change or, or to remain consistent? And um, to that, I'll really say it is already a fast pace and nimble season from a paid media perspective. So brands operating their sales geared programs will be throttling their advertising investment and market share mm -hmm. as those inventory pipelines ebb and flow with available stock right up until those guaranteed delivery dates, mm -hmm. being sure to distribute orders just in time. Um, so we are seeing burst media with calls to action around early and pre-order to secure conversions at the top of the quarter and can expect channels to adapt nearing those key shopping dates, monitoring media performance and inventory accordingly. If brands are diminishing or, or their velocity of sell-through is accelerating at such a pace, we will see brands actually reduce their paid media support or pause certain paid channels, relying more on organic. Um, so this Black Friday and Cyber Monday will be very defining for our clients. I think we can say that vertical is more impacted by supply chain disruption. We'll have less attractive deals than in years past. Those will be industry wide, right? So there's not one CPG client. There's not one automotive client who is less impacted or, or more impacted. So it'll be really interesting to, 
to see how these specific brands within a given vertical are are advertising different holiday promotions and how they'll support that with media. And we look forward to monitoring those competitive landscapes and, and bid warring against our peer sets to make sure that we're ultimately the the brand that these users are converting with. Um, so we, we get that point of sale. But depending on ad performance and remaining stock after these key dates, we'll see shifts in the landscape too. And I think there are a few hypotheticals as to how this can go, but um, one scenario could be that if revenue goals were met during the key holiday shopping dates and stock is depleted or at least not guaranteed to arrive in time, uh, SalesGear's programs will reduce their paid media support. But an alternative here, a little plot twist here, is the outcome of the same scenario could actually pivot so that these investment channels would support higher funnel objectives, say maybe consideration, engagement, or even awareness to help amplify branding programs. So advertisers certainly have many different options as to how their lowermost tiers of the funnel will be impacted by the supply chain. It's difficult to sell products that aren't available because they aren't made, because they're waiting um, to be shipped because they're stuck at port, all of those examples. Um, but if these channels will be optimized to be more agile through those challenges, or if some advertisers will actually redistribute their fundings to be more of an upper funnel program play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could also see the argument for shifting dollars towards still another tangible, like a gift card that could be digitally uh, delivered or... Mm, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something that, uh, you know, is still able to be received on Christmas Day um, or even like an e-receipt for something that, you know, someone knows that they really want that product and they're willing to take a nine-week shipping delay mm -hmm. knowing that that person's okay with it just to be able to give them that specific gift. So I, I could definitely see that scenario playing out a couple of different ways. Do you have a sense of like verticals that are going to be more impacted than others or any, any sense of what that's going to look like or what you're seeing so far? Well, there's one particular kind of product or tool shortage that's impacting several different industries. And this has mm -hmm. kind of been persistent throughout the, the evolving pandemic. And that's the computer chip. Right. Um, yep. So it's manufactured abroad, um, but they are a key ingredient of products ranging from cars to coffee makers. Yep. So these brands that are across a swath of different verticals are actually competing with each other, not on the search engine result page with their bids, but at the factories <laughs> to try mm -hmm. to... Um, to try to outbid other companies that need the same computer chips for their very different products. It makes for a very expensive computer chip. It makes for a more expensive car and coffee maker. Very true. Very I've also true. kind of seen this thread of uh, paper products 
being impacted. I mean, obviously, early on in the pandemic, we had the whole toilet paper shortage, (laughs) which I think was a little bit unrelated to what we've seen this year. But then there was everyone seeing huge spikes in lumber prices, right? And then Mm -hmm. I've heard so many clients talk about trying to get like catalogs for holiday and there being a paper shortage and not being able to get access to like home mailers and catalogs and even like shortages in um, packaging for even sending thing other products to, to individuals' homes. So it seems like that also seems to be a, a common theme. Very true. These are macro factors. <laughs> no one is spared. We are all inconvenienced <laughs> here. You just named so many different examples, Gaia, and they're all real and they're all felt. I mean, my parents have been renovating their home um, for the past two years. <laughs> they started during the pandemic, and it's not that they didn't want the house <laughs> to be done. It's actually that contractors are so yeah. far booked in advance because so many different homeowners wanted work to be done, but also these contractors are delayed, not just in how they project manage, however, also because of uh, the different materials that they need and where they're sourcing them. Um, in speaking to one of the, the contractors on the job, he noted that he could no longer get the supplies he needed, not just at the cost he had been accustomed to paying, but also having um, to pay more to get them from a different supplier who was able to effectively bid war and, and get the inventory to distribute accordingly. So it's a very tangled issue, and um, it's seen throughout all consumer goods, not even just FMCG, but in all the products and services, not even just products, but in all that we look to spend money on, there's a hiccup and a cost associated with it. My parents are also struggling renovating (laughs) parts of their home. And they've definitely felt the same with like product shortages. Um, But also the contractors have equally been hurt by the, the labor shortages and the increasing demand for um, higher wages. So it's, again, it's just such a, a cluster of all these different macro trends coming together, affecting literally everyone. Yeah. And paid media can't fix all of it, but paid media, very fortunately for us, can certainly respond to it and um, alleviate some of the, the business tensions by serving users within their moments of intent across the digital journey. To that point, I know you've mentioned some strategies already, but are there other things that digital marketers can be doing to help mitigate or combat um, the effects that we're feeling right now? Yeah, um, I would encourage teams to open up their activation strategies and reevaluate totally how your structure can work smarter. So adapting your digital channel to focus paid media support on key items, leverage audiences to carve distinct targets in new and existing segments, personalized creative based off of user behaviors, flight media to secure coverage during promo while supplies last, and modify the user experience to accommodate users while still meeting the brand's needs. Really go layer by layer here in your program and platforms. There's numerous examples across these different optimization levers, but one quick example for those of us who work in search, like Andrea and I, analyzing the synergy between paid and organic looking through the performance data and considering pausing SEM in favor of SEO, 
especially around high sell-through products, and, and just really look to maximize investment in working media budget and allow SEM to thrive and own on certain keyword and audience themes. All right. So, Em, can you give us a couple real examples of the way marketers can prioritize and optimize different aspects of their program? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to kind of take an onion approach to this. As we often say, go layer by layer and patch by patch. Really uncover the root and understand um, how these different pieces of the matrix work best together. And so just kind of starting um, at a higher level product support, how you're supporting, how you're advertising the different products within your brand's portfolios. Um, For the holiday season and the supply chain disruption, um, I would say focus your working media budgets on high inventory, high profit margin products that perform stronger on paid than organic. There will be some products that due to their maturity within market or due to um, other community or other media presence don't require the same exposure achieved by paid media mm-hmm. um, and therefore they can do well enough just organically concentrate your dollars where they're needed to expose products to target users in the face of competitive pressure um, going one level down beyond product, think about audiences. So kind of just what I was saying um, about those target users, knowing who wants and needs your products and services, knowing their digital journey, meeting them in their moments of intent along their ultimate path to purchase is going to be an imperative. You can um, take one approach of kind of splicing your active and passive customer list. So really opening up those who have purchased your brand into the recency of their their last purchase and understanding more about the product lifecycle and when they would want to repurchase. These segments would be different from your prospecting targets and understanding more about why and when they're purchasing in relation to your product being a household necessity, something that they really need. And if they can't Mm -hmm. find a quality experience and available product online for the price they're willing to pay, they will go in store versus the urgency that needs to be communicated around gifts, for example. I can imagine that people who have purchased from a brand before too, um, if they get a product later, Um, than expected, they might be a little bit more forgiving of that brand um, than someone who's purchasing from a company for the very first time. And, oh my gosh, I didn't get my product (laughs) until nine weeks later. And now I'm really frustrated. I I imagine that could uh, play a factor. Absolutely. A a total customer experience is really important. If you're not someone like my mom who thinks late Christmas gifts make the season last longer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that may be the theme for this year, but I mean, Gaia, to your point, I think if you're not expecting like a nine week delivery delay or something like that, that could be a very uh, poor user experience, uh, we, whether you're an existing customer or a new customer. So probably calling out on the landing page would be a good thing too, if you're expecting delays for specific things that Again, it's it's communicated to the customer. It's not a surprise. It's going to be February when you actually receive your Christmas present sort of situation. Yeah, 
And I, I like Marion's um, call out about focusing on products that have high inventory and mm-hmm. high profit margin. And you could even uh, further segment that into um, maybe a, a label in your feed for different creative formats um, that uh, dynamically pull in products mm-hmm. of uh, ones that are able to be shipped uh, quickly uh, versus ones that have a much longer shipping uh, timeline so that you could tailor your message to edge out competitors in the ones that they can get quickly of, hey, you can get this by Christmas or guaranteed shipping within 14 days, something like that to give consumers a little bit more trust up front versus uh, your other campaign of products that are going to take longer to ship, maybe being transparent about that still on the ad of shipping six to eight weeks but calling out other benefits but that the brand is offering like free shipping free returns uh guaranteed satisfaction whatever those taglines are for for that company um but but splicing and dicing your your messaging to what's realistic for those products very true i think the big takeaway across the different optimization levers is that this is going to look different across your your program irrespective of your objective KPI and funnel mm-hmm. coverage, you're going to have to increase the granularity of your channel and serve very unique experiences. Yep. And in doing so, just collect and capitalize on that first party data to become even smarter. So this is definitely um, asking you to predict the future, but if you had to have a hot take on it, how long would you say this is going to continue to affect the U.S.? And really asking that because a big theme of last year's Q4 too was that there was so much demand shifting to online that people were really concerned about getting their holiday gifts delivered uh, on time. So it seems this, um, you know, same story, different time, different factors, but it is kind of a continuation of the same theme. Um, and some retailers, it seemed uh, like we're able to predict this a little bit better um, and better stock up for this holiday season. How long do we expect that we're going to continue seeing supply chain shortages or this huge, massive e-com um, demand continue over the, the coming holidays? Um So that's the big sticky question, right? And the loaded answer is this challenge will endure until the root causes of the problem are resolved. So we'll continue to be scrappy and optimize for as long as the demand is larger than the supply and consumers order faster than manufacturers and distributors can fulfill their pipeline. We can reevaluate in Q1, but I think kind of contextualizing the response to the U.S. market is very difficult because the U.S. does not produce all of its consumption products domestically. We're a very integrated um, global consumer. So um, it's going to be when the labor market restabilizes, it's going to be when consumers have bulked up enough, right? Um, So that they don't have to repurchase some of their more household goods for a little while. And it's, it's just a matter of balancing the equation of supply and demand, really, again, going back to that economic point. 
So as we're wrapping our show up here, uh, is there anything else you want our listeners to walk away with from this conversation? Anything you want them to take action on? What, what are your closing um, thoughts? Exercise a bit of optimism this quarter, if you can. Um, while the supply chain situation is a real challenge, it is just as much an opportunity. So revisiting your optimization levers and how you can toggle them in the face of change understanding the impact of these types of adjustments, examining how you can address your current targets to grow media performance, as well as who else and how else you can target to serve more unique experiences to expand your audience universe and grow down funnel intent. These optimizations, once done, all in together, will make a very sophisticated program in terms of personalization and granularity which are future learnings. So while this quarter can be more than a reporting caveat, it should really be valued as lending itself to discoveries around user behavior. Fantastic. I love that we're, we're closing on an optimistic note. <laughs> so. You have to. <laughs> exactly. And I love that you're calling out that this is truly an opportunity because like, I'm trying to think that there's a quote of like, um, I'm not, I'm not remembering it at the moment, but it's like a, a very much around what you're saying of uh, like the best opportunities come from like adversity sort of situation. This is how we learn. Exactly. Exactly. This is, this is truly how we learn. And I think, I know we have so much podcast and, and blog content around the cookie list future, especially now that the deadline has been extended, but I must be shameless in this last plot. <laughs> Adapting. To supply chain challenge this quarter mm -hmm. in the ways that you have to personalize and at scale, mm -hmm. you will grow your rich 1P data. You are learning more. You are harvesting more. You will be better equipped for next year. That is a fantastic call out and a great note to end on. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for joining us. And uh, that's it for this episode of Digital Marketing Musings. Again, Em, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really great to talk with you. Thank you for having me again. This was wonderful. <laughs> Stay in touch and let us know what you want to hear about next by emailing us at digitalmarketingmusings at merkelink.com. Also, if you haven't already, please hit that subscri subscribe button and, let it, and leave us a review. It helps others find us and definitely be sure to tell a friend. Until next time, I'm Andrew McCartney. And I'm Gaia Reed. Bye.